There have been a lot of questions in the Zillica community, or Zilfam as we say, although that looks much cooler type than it sounds spoken, but there have been a lot of questions about Zillocracy. Hi, I'm Chase Raz, and this is the Zillica Observer. So what is Zillocracy? Why should you take some of your Zill and stake it on their node? What do they even do? And furthermore, how do I as a community member get involved? Well, today I have a very special treat for you because Blockchain Andy is joining me not only as Blockchain Andy, but also as the head of marketing and community for Zillocracy. Also remember, this episode begins our sponsored merch giveaway, our Zillica sponsored merch giveaway. I'll give details on that just before my final thoughts at the end, so let's do it. So joining me today is Blockchain Andy. Andy, how are you today? I'm great, thanks. Thanks for having us on. Hey, no problem. You are a YouTuber with almost 13,000 subscribers. You have 21,000 followers on Twitter. Those are the only networks I'm really on, so sorry if you're somewhere else and I'm neglecting it. You're a Zillocracy Council member and you're the head of marketing and community for Zillocracy. Did I get all of that correct? That's quite a, that's quite a bit. Unfortunately, you did. Um, I'm very well expanded in the Zillica ecosystem. Um, just started off just as a writing blogs for Zillica, then it ended in a YouTube channel, a Twitter channel, and then ultimately joined Zillocracy. I'm so sorry to hear that. That's um, that's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, but how did you how did you end up doing the blog post for for Zillica? Um, it was just about 2017 I first heard about Zillica and I kind of feel like the community as a whole in crypto didn't really understand Zillica or the huge potential it had behind it. So I decided to start writing blogs, posting them on Reddit and Twitter. And then from there, my journey just snowballed, became a YouTuber, started working for Zillocracy. And now I've got like a good connection with the team. As you can see, I've had them on my YouTube channel I'm always in contact with Amrit or Milan from the team. And it just seems like we've got a really good balance going on at the minute. You do. Your content's really good. So, uh, you, you, I mean, I'm a tiny fish out there. So if anybody's happens to be following me and not you, they should be following you first and then the <laughs> other way around. But, uh, you know, Andy, I, I care about all of that. I think I know blockchain Andy, but I'd really like to know Andy. So who are you? If we met outside of your podcast, my podcast, uh, YouTube channel. If we were just hanging out, uh, I, I know you're ready to get out of lockdown for quarantine. <laughs> if if you and I were hanging out on the streets, what would we chat about? Who are you? Um, well, a lot of people know that I'm a really big family man. So I've got two children of my, my own, um, Aurora and Austin. And I've also got two dogs that just take out all the energy out of this every day. Um, and on top of that, we've got I support Arsenal, who's like a big passion of mine in football in the UK. So I like watching football and just basically doing things with the kids whenever I can, whenever crypto is not getting in the way. But at the minute with the bull run being on, it's it's absolutely mental trying to get away from the actual crypto space. Um, there's not really too much about it. I'm more of just a boring person that just relies on crypto, really. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the secret of most people in crypto. I would imagine we're all that way. But... You're right. Like, like this, um, this bull run, um, I'm going to make some people mad. It could let up a little bit 
because I need yeah. some sleep. <laughs> and, well, you say that, but then when it does let up, you don't sleep anyway. Because if you looked at the prices yesterday, <laughs> it kept me awake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, a little bit of a plateau might be nice for a while just to stabilize. Yeah. But, right, I don't want to go ahead and call for that either. So yeah, a little sure. bit of sport, a little bit of uh, being a family man, a lot of being a family man. And just uh, other than that, self-described as boring. I think, don't we all describe ourselves as boring, though? Does anybody yeah. actually walk around and go, you know, I'm really an interesting person? <laughs> Maybe if you're like Robert Downey Jr. or something, you can say, oh, I'm very interesting, but yeah, I, I'm not on the same level just yet. So. <laughs> there are a few people who I can imagine could get away with it, but you know, yeah. Uh, yeah, good for them if they can. So walk me through, how did you come to blockchain in, in general? Because I'm sure there was a story before Zillica, but how to blockchain at all, the concept? Uh, was it crypto or, or to the tech itself? It was basically because of um, the boom in 2017. So a lot of people were talking about it who I know in real life. And yeah. I just had this really like urge to dig in, learn more about the crypto projects than just the prices. So I dug in and the first ever cryptocurrency I bought was Tron. And I remember I bought it off this shady exchange that literally rug pulled three months after I bought it. Wow. <laughs> um, and I got it for like 0.002 for the Tron and I got loads of it. And then me and my brother started investing in Tron, talking about Tron, educating everyone about Tron. And then in 2018, at the start of the year, my brother decided to sell his Tron tokens and never come back to crypto. Mm. I sold my Tron tokens, got scammed, and then went into, found out about Zillica and started investing in Zillica. And since then, I've literally only ever been in Zillica and it's just been a massive ride since 2018, watching the team grow, the project grow, and overall just getting more interested in the space. Does it feel like night and day between what Tron was and what you're doing now with Zillica? <laughs> yeah. What, I, I kind of feel like it's the opposite end of the scale. What, what was Tron was a promise at the start and it never developed. But with Zillica, the promise was there and they are developing on that. And I really think that the Zillica team's on something amazing with how many people they've actually got. And the Tron team's kind of like faded away, hasn't it? The project itself. I don't think it's ever going to live up to the promise that it first expected it to be. So I definitely think um, Tr Zillica is the better investment than Tron. <laughs> yeah, I remember the hype around it. And um, a couple of years ago before I was even into, um, I jumped into Ethereum after about two years of dragging my feet. And Tron was all the rage at the time I started jumping in. And I, I remember just being mad Tron is one of my favorite movies, and here they were using the word Tron. Like, I get it. I get it. We all use Tron for different things, shorting for Electron and this, that, and the other. But um, I viewed it as encroaching my my 1980s CGI space of, of movie awesomeness. <laughs> so covering, right, we, we know how you got to blockchain to some degree, um, to Zillica, excuse me, to some degree. But also how that process materialized into this thing of working with the Zillocracy, as I said, you're the head of marketing and community for Zillocracy. What, I, I think this is what we really want to dig into. What is Zillocracy? Give me the, the brief elevator pitch, if you will, of what Zillocracy is and, and how it functions. And um, Zillocracy is a community initiative. So back in 2018 to 
2018, yeah, 2019, we were discussing about having like a community-based initiative and me and a couple other members got selected by some of the Zillocracy uh, members to form this initiative and we just went on plotting, getting work done and then we ultimately became Zillocracy. And the platform itself is just to entice community members to learn more about Zillica and contribute to the work of Zillica. So it's been going for about a year and a half, two years now. And we have seen a big uptick in the community. And we do like to reward and engage and give back to the community as well. So as an overall project, we're just there to incubate the community and grow developers and get people involved with Zillica overall. I think that involvement is something that I see questions about. And I know I had initially had some questions about how does someone quote unquote join Zillocracy? Is it simply through joining the, the staking node and then participating? Is it by going to the website and, and seeing tutorials? Is it right? What, what are the, if you will, if I can be cheesy about it, what are the membership levels of Zillocracy? How does somebody actually is there a door you walk through or is it a, a larger construct? So there's a locracy. There's four members at the minute. And when we started, there were six of us, but different projects took different people away. So now there's four actual council members and we oversee everything. So I'm in charge of the marketing communication. And then you've got um, Milan, who's there for support. You've got Desmond Decker, who takes the business side of it. And then we've got Mark, who takes kind of like the technical side and fundamental side of it. So together we all split every project that comes through. And the initiative itself is open to anyone who's in the Zillica ecosystem. Even if you're outside of it, you can still apply for jobs or roles that are in the website. Um, and by applying for that, you get in contact with us and it will vet you, make sure everything's okay. If the project you want to start on is really exciting, you can get grants, you, we can help you build it, get it off the ground. And the whole process is open to literally everyone. So it's not just limited to people that are in Zillica or are connected to the Zillocracy initiative. So the, the entry point, if you will, comes from the decisions that the board is making of here's where we're focusing. Here's where this community initiative known as Zillocracy is focusing right now. So that can be anywhere from, you know, you're looking at issuing grants to potential smart contract writers, it can be all the way to like, you have the current um, education one of, of creating educational content. I know I've talked to a couple of people who, who are, uh, you know, have touched base with you on that in the past, but that seems to be the entry point, right? The board is steering this thing. And then as stuff materializes, um, opportunities manifest <laughs> is the word I'm looking for, I guess. Yeah. It's kind of like, we're open to everyone. So currently the grants that we've gave out is to Red Chilies in QVOTE. So Red Chilies is like a betting platform, basically. Mm -hmm. um, but I, the thing that drew me to Red Chilies was, is that they're not all about making money off people betting. They don't think that causing gambling habits is a way to be profitable <laughs> and to come across on Zillica. So they really do take into account everything. And the empathy behind the team for that whole reason was a thing that really caught my initiative for the project. Um, so basically we're working with them, we've offered them a grant and we create milestones for the projects to hit. And every milestone you hit, you get a percentage of the grant. Mm -hmm. So I think at the minute, I think we're currently aiming at five tiers 
and each tier would unlock $3,000 of a grant. So then you're getting rewarded for the work that you're doing and hitting the goals we've set out. It's like QVOT is building an open source tool for developers to integrate it um, so their token can work as a governance token. So you effectively get your own GZIL with your own token on your platform. Um, it's going to be fully open source, fully available to all developers on Scylla. Um, and they're currently working on the milestones. They hit the first milestone. They've showed us a fully working demo that looks really good. Um, there's like a team audited the contract and it looks really good as well. So the next four stages... It, once they're complete, the product would roll out and anyone can use it out there. So it's really what, exciting stuff. That does, that really sounds exciting. It, it makes me want to ask, what uh, are some of the current projects that are going on that are, that you're just really excited about? <laughs> A lot of it is behind tape because some of it is like top secret stuff, but there is a lot of things happening. Um, too much is happening. <laughs> like trying to find time for YouTube at the minute, it's crazy. I'm having to make like four videos in a day and space them out to try and get content out. But there is some really big things happening. Like we're looking to release something that will help all the stakers that stake with Zolocracy. Um, we've got a really exciting marketing plan coming out called Apollo. We've already got free members signed up to it, like projects signed up. Mm -hmm. Um this basically encourages people to partner with Zillocracy for marketing. So as you know, developers out there are really good at developing things, but some of them are really bad at communication and marketing. So Zillocracy takes the strain of marketing and communication aspects in return for a donation of tokens from these projects. Mm -hmm. um, these tokens will get stored and used for something down the line that we're currently building. Um, but we've already got free partners and we're looking to expand with more in the ecosystem. So there's a lot of things happening behind the scenes and there's some things I can't talk about. So I'll just have to leave it at that. And that's okay. I appreciate, uh, you know, anything you can share. What, what from an outsider's point of view becomes difficult is it becomes really difficult. I'm going to, I'm not going to put this as a question so much as just a statement and see where we go with it. We can riff off of it. It becomes really difficult to tell what's the difference between um, the, not the ownership of a product or a project, but what's the relationship between Zillica Research, Zillhive, and Zillocracy? It seems to be a lot of the same people overlapping, right? It seems to be um, an insulated club. Like you mentioned, four people on the board. That's where the decisions are coming from. Zillocracy. It comes across as nebulous. I don't mean this in a bad way. I'm not throwing a gotcha at you here. But it comes across as very nebulous of who's involved in what and how do we get that information and how does it come to market eventually? Because, uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, sometimes, you know, a Zillocracy project, when it comes out, is touted by Zillica Research and, you know, vice versa. It's like who owns what and who's where. And it, it's just a very nebulous thing. And I just want to make that statement, throw it out and see what some of the thoughts in your mind are. See, um, the issue with that is, is that, Zillocracy itself is that is a helping tool for Zillhive. Zillhive is the ultimate, like the ultimate um, giver of grants on okay. the Zillica network. And Zillocracy is simply there as a support tool on a community level. So projects that work with Zillocracy will also work with Zillhive sometimes because the things that you get from Zillocracy is the community. And you also get myself to help with the marketing. So when you think about it, the Zillica channel doesn't have any kind of 
influence on YouTube, I don't think. So when you connect with people like Zillocracy, you get the help from myself, my connections in the Zillica project. So the marketing side of the kind of projects that are getting grants are better placed on Zillocracy than you are on Zillhive. Mm -hmm. But if you're more fundamental and you need a lot more tech help, you're better with Zillhive if you know what I mean, because then you've got the best developers on the Zillica network there. But yeah. And not a lot of the not not a lot of people overlap from different projects. Like we don't have anyone that works for Zillhive work for us, and none of us work for Zillhive. So the two different en entities focusing on the same goal, but do it going different ways about it. What happens? Let's say I'm a developer, and you know we develop a, a D app and we deploy it, and we're 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 operating. What happens if you know we're going through Zillocracy? What sort of the concern about is there any concern about the insular nature I'm bringing up or the perception of the insular nature or the nebulous nature? Because what if somebody comes across and is, is, you know, really good at social media, they hit TikTok, for example, we're starting to see more crypto trend on TikTok, but what happens if somebody comes across and they're really good? Is democracy instrumental in, identifying that community member, they have access to a network that all of us who are already here don't have. It does Zillocracy have a plan for being able to connect the developers with those potential influencers um, at this point in time? Yeah. So it's Zillocracy, but always out there looking for community to help with marketing and other different ploys. So myself and Milan are constantly in contact with influencers out there and being a YouTuber myself, I've gained a lot of contacts within YouTube and through some of my friends in the network. So we're always looking out there to be able to connect the lines and connect people with different users. It's like currently there's a project called uh, UFFS, the Ultimate Fantasy Franchise Sports, that is currently building with Zillhive and Zillica. And they've came to Zillocracy for help with the marketing. So we're helping them with the marketing side of things and the community side. Um, and then we're going to be tapping into different influencers within the hockey, the football, and try and get this platform to be as big as possible on the Zillica blockchain. So we're always looking for ways to expand the projects and using different influencers to do that. And so a lot of that, I, I imagine, is operational support just to promote their operations, even without Zillica ever being mentioned. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. I think there are a lot of folks who may be token holders, right, who aren't necessarily um, – active on the tech side of blockchain. Is there anything you could say to those types of folks that, you know, are looking like, well, we want Zillica's name everywhere. Can you talk a little bit about why that may not be advantageous in all cases and what the real objective is? So with the Ethereum bridge coming to Zillica, I kind of feel like the whole ecosystem of blockchain needs to stand together. So this is my personal opinion. So the tribalism within the whole crypto space is getting overrun at the minute. So you see people promoting Ethereum's number one, it's everything else is going to die, etc. And I do see this coming from a lot of Zillica supporters as well. And I used to be like this, don't worry. But now I've kind of realized that if you want to succeed in blockchain, you need to be interoperable and work together as a solution to overcome the outdated systems that are there currently. So when we're advertising, we do promote Zillica, but we'll more focus on the application that we're helping. So 
the UFFS is the number one priority, not Zilliqa. This is built on Zilliqa. That can be in the little print or the bottom or something. But the project itself should be pushed forward because this project is a one that could easily move over to Ethereum once it's fully built on Zilliqa as a cross-chain project. So if you focus too much on the blockchain it's built on and not the actual project, people kind of lose the vision of what's actually happening. That's just my personal opinion. (laughs) No, and I I think you're right on the pulse. Uh, Just to add my own two cents on it, because in a previous episode, when I was speaking with Colin Miles, um, you know, we were talking about age captcha, really giving Google a run for its money and starting to take away from Google's captcha service. And, you know, I did not know anything about it at that point, but age captcha running off of three different blockchains and having AI behind the scenes determining which one can process in the right speed at the right rate. I think looking at that, that multi-chain approach is something that um, many folks are still getting used to. I think all of us are still getting used to. It is relatively new. It was, you know, which ecosystem are you in in the past? So I, I thank you for that, um, you know, that particular viewpoint. When a business is looking at coming into the Zillica ecosystem for one reason or another, how do they know whether they should be reaching out to Zillocracy first or to Zillhive? Um, Zillocracy and Zillhive do speak to each other. We all have the common goal. We want to expand the system. So if we think a project's better suited for Zillhive, we'll tell Zillhive and push them that way. If they think a project's better for Zillocracy, they'll push them our way. So we're always contacting each other and making sure we're doing what's best for the projects, not just to increase the numbers on our systems. And do you always lean towards marketing or is there also developmental support within Zillocracy? Yeah, we definitely do developmental support as well. So we've actually hired a lot of freelance developers um, to start helping with projects that we want to build, as well as projects that people are already building and need support on. So we've got a lot of um, expertise when it comes to like businesses and how to set your business up, starting like that and blockchain. So, and we've got developing help and then we've got marketing help. So we kind of offer the whole range of package to projects that want to build on Zillica. What's the, what's the ability in the future to have community input like for that, right? So how can more people have a voice, have a say in that of getting to determine here are the things that organizationally we really believe need to be pushed forward? So basically we're thinking about something in the future where we'll make our own token to give the people more of a voice with Zilocracy. So at the minute, we're currently funded fully by the staking. So the commission we get from people staking on our node um, fund everything on Zilocracy. Um, In our newsletter that I'm currently writing now, we're going to start being transparent and opening up where all the money gets spent from what we earn from the commission. And I think people will be amazed at how much we're actually spending on developers so freelance developers and Scylla cost a lot of money and at the minute we seem to be losing a lot of stakers on the network and people are unstaking because of the price drops so people are unstaking some people are moving around because um different projects offer different kind of airdrop incentives every month so we're all finding it quite hard to keep up currently but a lot of the funds that we've got go into development and supporting projects so it's, it's one of these things where we, we need to keep increasing the stakers if we want to keep developing and expanding our network. Well, I will say you're just around half of my staking volume. I do put some into other 
projects to help support wallet development, to support some yeah, other yeah. things that I believe in on the network. But that's that's a really good point that if somebody wants to be involved, I, it, it does seem like right now, I get it. I, I understand I'm the one asking this question because I, I see the question and I want to give voice to it. I will say it does feel like there is a chasm between somebody who comes in and let's say they want to buy a bunch of Zill and how to get involved in Zillocracy. So, you know, thank you for thinking about that and talking about the potential for governance in the future and how staking can evolve. I know we're looking at potential staking updates from the Zillica team directly in the future that may enable that type of stuff. Um, really stating all of this just for the benefit of anybody hearing who is like me on the business side of this and goes, well, I've, I've never heard of any of that, right? So it's supporting Zillocracy through staking your Zill, choosing the Zillocracy node, that's that's a good way to get started. And I love hearing that, uh, the idea about the potential for some governance coming. Yeah, it's, it, it is absolutely crazy because I have had some hate in the past saying that Zillocracy isn't doing anything. If they could actually see the amount of hours we put in <clears throat> behind the scenes, it is absolutely crazy. Um, currently, I'm the only full-time member. So all of the members currently do... 40 hour plus a week jobs and then Zillocracy. Right. Whereas I've just quit my 40 hour a week job and I've been working fully for Zillocracy since December. And honestly, I'm doing about 80 hours a week <laughs> just, just to keep up with applications, the community, the marketing. So there is a lot of work going in and um, we really do appreciate everyone that stakes with Zillocracy because this allows us to do what we love to do. Good. And we, we hope to enable that as uh, to join this mutual appreciation society back and forth between the members and Zillocracy. I want to jump in and say a personal thank you to you and the team at Zillocracy for this idea of what you're talking about with the newsletter um, of moving to an open organization. This is a big trend right now in startups outside of crypto, outside of blockchain. There are what we call transparent or open startups. They reveal what their revenue is. They reveal how many customers they have, their growth rate. It's almost like you're an owner of this company getting a report and you own nothing in the company except for um, seeing their seeing their stats. So it is a big trend and it's very popular. It works wonders. It does so much for community building. Um, two more questions for you, Andy. The first is what's coming down the road for Zillocracy that you'd like to, I know you have your platform, you've got a large platform, you're very good at what you do, but if you wanted to start diversifying that message out to different targets who maybe are outside of blockchain, outside of crypto, what would you like to use a platform like this to deliver to that audience that's not necessarily on a, on a crypto-focused, blockchain-focused channel that that wants the business inclusion. What would you want to say to that business person who's thinking, I kind of want to look into this, but it's daunting, it's intimidating, there's a, too much, or I don't know anything about it. What would you say to that person? See, um, the thing is, we're always open in Zillocracy. So personally, anyone out there that wants to get connected with Zillocracy or Zillica or learn anything, they can always approach me directly. It's why I try and expand my channel as much as I can on Zillica. So by talking about Zillica on YouTube and on Twitter, I get a lot of messages from different projects asking about the actual Zillocracy initiative and if we can help them develop. So I really do think that by having a presence on YouTube and especially on Twitter, you can lure in these people to ask you questions about what you actually do. And by then you can set off the spark in their brain to build on the Zillica network. And of course, the second question is how I always like to end every episode. 
What did I forget? Yeah, it's the message that I like to carry is that Zillocracy is open to everyone. So you don't have to be invested in Zillica. You don't have to be pro Zillica through and through. So the project itself is open to all communities, all community members. And recently we just set up a infrastructure node on the BlueZell network. So BlueZell ages ago used to be partnered with Zillica and there's a big connection there because they're also based in Singapore. So we fully believe by reaching new communities out there and different projects, this can help build Zillica to the next level. So the message that is, is just Zillocracy is open to everyone. If you've got an idea, if you're a developer, if you want to cross chain, if you want any help whatsoever, Zillocracy's doors open and mine is personally. So if you've got anything that you want to ask or you want to learn, I'm always there to help. It's time for the Zillica sponsored merchandise giveaway. Thank you so much to Zillica for making this happen. Thanks Milan for reaching out and making this possible. The giveaway, as mentioned, is directly from Zillica, utilizing the Zillica Observer as a platform. And here at the Zillica Observer, we're currently using King Sumo to help power this giveaway. Nobody's paying us to say any of this. We're just facilitating one lucky winner getting merch directly from Zillica. This week, I've taken the liberty of selecting the merch and we'll be giving away the classic 15 ounce black mug with the Zillica logo so that you can not only invest in crypto wisely, but look smart doing it. The one way to enter is to go to Twitter, find us at Zillica Observer, and the URL to the entry form will be in the tweet that promotes this episode, episode five. You'll put in your email address to enter, and then if you want more entries, more chances to win, you can perform simple tasks like subscribing to our YouTube channel, subscribing to this podcast from our temporary makeshift website and through your favorite podcast app. And there's even a daily entry option you can get, so be on the lookout. The sweepstakes will end at 11.59.59 p.m. U.S. Eastern Time on Wednesday, March 10th. So you have until the end of Wednesday, March 10th in New York's time zone, or should I say Florida's time zone, because that's where I'm at, to enter for your chance to win. Good luck, thank you Zillica, and we'll be doing more of these over the next few weeks. As for my final thoughts, I think there's a desire from the community to get involved. Some may think that Zillocracy is the way to do so because its name sounds like democracy. But Zillocracy was best described by Andy as a helping tool for Zillhive. Zillocracy is delivering the community as a resource for developers to grow their Zillica blockchain-based businesses. That's a departure from what some of us may have intuited before. The council is small, set, and static. What I'd like to see is the expansion of Zillocracy's council to about eight seats. I do think one should be reserved for a Zillica employee, and one is there now. Believe it or not, I think one should be added for a Zillhive member so that there's some interconnection on the board or the council and two full-timers such as Andy when the economics allow, currently Andy being the only full-timer. The other four seats as I would propose in this initial just throwing it out there seeing what sticks idea is the four additional community seats should be voted upon by GZL holders and elected to the board for certain terms, maybe a year or two. This would give Zillica the entry it's been looking for into a larger DAO structure without breaching the walls of the legal business entity, as it were. For the rest of us, we can still be active through staking, through input, 
through monitoring the open stats coming our way soon from Zillocracy. But I'd also suggest we become more active on Zillica's Telegram channels, the Zillica subreddit on Reddit, and of course on YouTube, Twitter, and other channels that Zillica may pursue. Until next time, take care everybody.